0: Welcome to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast presented by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Emily Purcell. Each week for the next year, you'll hear an essay from our book read by the author. Igniting the Fire Within is a collection of stories of healing, hope, and humor, offering an insider's view into today's young breast cancer community. We compiled 50 essays from people diagnosed in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. There's medicine for each of us in these stories, whether you've been personally diagnosed with cancer or not. Wildfire stories in general, but especially the ones you'll hear from Igniting the Fire Within, are stories of transformation. Our storytellers experienced a shift in perspective as a result of something that happened to them. And the cancer diagnosis was not the thing that happened, or it wasn't the only thing. The cancer diagnosis was merely the catalyst for later changes that led our writers to understand the deep truths about the world each one of them learned lessons that showed them what it is to live not just survive in the glare of cancer we believe deeply that the stories that change us aren't so much about what happened as they are about what came next and hearing those stories true stories of transformation that's what ignites the fire within each of us a listener note before we dive in Cancer is a salty business. Sometimes talking about it and the aftermath requires salty language. Listener discretion is advised. Today's storyteller is Margaret Lenevska. Margaret completed her doctorate degree in pharmaceutical sciences and was working on a certificate in pharmaceutical regulatory affairs before her diagnosis. At 40, she was diagnosed with triple positive de novo metastatic breast cancer, and the check to genetic mutation. Here is Margaret Lenevska reading her essay titled Gucci Tracksuit.
1: Hashtag Gucci Tracksuit. Why would you spend anything on yourself? You have stage 4 cancer. Aren't you going to die soon? Why bother with fancy new clothes? All you do is stay at home and go to the hospital. You will look ridiculous shopping with your cane. Is there anything else money can be spent on? you are at death's door. These may be some of the things metastatic breast cancer patients may think about themselves or imagine others may think about them. That we shouldn't want material things and that we don't deserve them. The metastatic breast cancer diagnosis came at me fast. I went from a 40-year-old woman about to embark on first-time motherhood to a shell of a human in a lonely hospital bed. In August of 2019, I was five weeks pregnant and newly diagnosed with breast cancer after a biopsy of a small lump. The treatment plan was to have a lumpectomy followed by four rounds of chemotherapy before giving birth. Easy! By October 2019, my back pain was so severe that I was taken to hospital via ambulance. What I found out after an MRI was that the cancer was already in my bones and that I wasn't dealing with a small tumor, but extensive metastases throughout my entire spine, ribs, and hips. By the time I was admitted, there were seven compressed vertebrae and five broken ribs. This was the beginning of my second trimester. Up to that point, I really thought my back pain was pregnancy-related I didn't know anything about MBC and what that means for a patient. I didn't know that there was no cure. It never crossed my mind. Throughout that ordeal, a conversation sticks out to me very clearly. I was laying in the emergency room after finding out about the spinal lesions. My very busy medical oncologist came down to the emergency department after her long day just to talk to me. This already made it so much more serious. She explained to me that the difference between how MBC is treated. She really put the emphasis on the word palliative. Since there is no cure, anything that is done is with palliative and not curative intent. I must have made a face because she told me that it will sink in eventually. To me, palliative meant that you are in the last stages of your life and you are made comfortable with pain medication and are left to wait out your final days. I remember looking at my husband and being really confused. Was I going to die before I get to know my child? My experience to that point had been only with early-stage breast cancers, and once patients go through the grueling gauntlet of treatment, they come out on the other side having won a battle. I am almost a year into my diagnosis, and now I know those initial views of palliative treatment were wrong. My oncologist was trying to tell me that there is no cure, and therefore the treatment may not be as aggressive. I don't need to go through a double mastectomy. I don't get a new pair of boobs. I will get treated with what is available, and I will be monitored closely for further progression of the disease. And yes, I will most likely die of complications related to this disease. But like a person with a chronic illness, I don't know when that will be and I will be doing everything to make sure that it is in the hopeful distant future. Almost a year in and I finally feel more like myself. I'm starting to see friends. Thanks to the pandemic, that has been difficult. I finally feel well and confident enough to take care of Mariana, my sweet daughter. She had a rough start to her life. By being born three months early and spending her first few months in the NICU, not to mention going through chemo with me. I have come to terms with my frequent trips to medical daycare where I get treatment. My hair is growing back and I love all my wig options. This brings me to the question what can an MBC patient want? What can they hope for? Recently, I was able to do something that really made me feel normal and yet exceptional. In terms of self-care, this is what anyone really wants to experience. Do normal things, do fun things, and have adventures. I am not an irrational person. I know that this may not be every person's idea of self-care. But my silly dream for years has always been to rock a fancy designer tracksuit. It was always a funny idea. But I did imagine going into a luxury store and having a friendly staff member wait on me and bring me one of each style. I would then walk out with my bags full of my newly purchased gear smiling from ear to ear. Think Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. I jokingly mentioned these wishes to my friends and husband and we would laugh about it. Just how crazy it would be to spend the money on that instead of something you really need. Well, just like that, the cancer diagnosis took those kinds of fun ideas away, at least momentarily. But in that dark time, I knew that I had a crew of folks thinking of me, supporting me, and checking in on me. Thanks to a very generous gift from a big group of my friends, I was given the funds to get myself that dream tracksuit. The best part? They presented me the gift over a Zoom call. I saw so many little screens of love. One of my friends even drew a cartoon depiction of me in my future suit. Why a tracksuit? Well, why not a tracksuit? It's versatile, comfortable, and frankly, it's baller AF. I had the shopping experience I always dreamt about. I got to go to the Gucci store and pick out a sweet tracksuit with the help of a knowledgeable salesman. I joked that I can never shop anywhere else again. Why do I ever need new clothes now? I have all the perfectly stitched matching pants and zip-up sweater combo I will ever want. The perfect dark blue color with the iconic Gigi pattern in white and the distinct white and red stripes down the side of the arms and legs. Not very many people can say that whenever they need a hug from their friends, they can just grab a sweater and squeeze. I am here to say that I am still here. I still can have silly wishes and dreams and it's not selfish. It's self-care. Life should be more than waiting on your next appointment and procedure. NBC patients are still deserving of material things and to be treated to shopping experiences. I wish everyone could get their own version of a designer tracksuit. Now I just need those Gucci sneakers.
0: I'm Emily Purcell, and you've been listening to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn. Check us out at wildfirecommunity.org to order your copy of the book so you can read along each week. You'll also find our magazine and storytelling workshops there. Big thanks to our producer, Bill Smith, of Shoe Production, and our production assistant, Monica Haro. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. If you like what you hear, tell your best friend, tell your mom, tell your oncologist i mean really tell everyone you know or head into your podcast app and leave us a starred review to help others find their way to igniting their own fire within